What's up, guys? This is Andre and Chase, and uh, welcome to the second episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Junction podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about whose responsibility it is to protect uh, protect themselves. Well, who, who, who's supposed to protect who when it comes to, you know, finishing submissions and grappling in general? And this is a pretty nuanced topic. And it seems it seems like it's very binary, but I, I think that there's actually a lot to consider. Man, so much, for sure. It's your responsibility. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, okay. uh, I mean, <laughs> n- nuances, <laughs> nuances. Yeah. Um, so it, people tend to be falling into one camp or another. You, you have like the... Like, it just depends on the type of background you're in. Um, I know that a lot of, at least it feels like a lot of amateur, like, fighters, like, MMA guys, uh, people who come from other combat sports, um, they they tend to have a it's-your-responsibility-not-mine kind of yeah, mindset. Um, for sure. At least, at least generally speaking, I'm not, I'm, there are obviously exceptions, you know, here's here's one of them. <laughs> So, uh, well, at least I assume <laughs> here's, here's one of them. <laughs> so, I on it every day. <laughs> no, it makes sense though. Cause, uh, they compete more, uh, and, and you know, in a competition, like I, I tell my kids, like, you're not supposed to let go of the submission until the ref stops you. Right. Uh, too many times I've seen in competition where a guy does a submission and the guy, the Brazilian tap and he looks at the ref <laughs> yeah. and the ref's like, do you tap? And he's like, no, I didn't tap. And he clearly tapped, but the ref didn't see him tap. Um, so, you know, you, 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 in competition, you really tell all, even kids, you know, seven, eight years old that start in submissions, Hey, go for the submission until the ref stops you. The ref will stop you and protect you, but go to the submission. So competition driven guys, uh, for sure, I think you get a martial artist, somebody that's, uh, you know, their goal is a little different. Um, hopefully they're looking at it from the other side. Right. Oh, uh, so what, what do you think is the distinction between uh, a martial artist and you know what what you were saying because you're you're describing jujitsu. That's a martial art, right? Yeah. Um. Well, uh, I guess when I when I talk about a martial artist, I, I would talk about someone who is. Uh, I don't want to say religion, but you know they're they're using the martial martial arts as, as a way of life. Um, the respect and and how they approach life. Uh, you know, so they're definitely using it to become better uh, on the inside and outside. Uh, I think I think most fighters, uh, most competitors. You know they're they're trying to win. Um, right. They're not you know they're they're maybe doing whatever else they're doing all day, and they're coming in to train and and go compete, like uh, you know, and win whether it's for money or for just for medals. Um, right. You know, I think that changes it extremely. Just a little different vision. Now, not don't get me wrong, as a martial artist, I'm trying to win too. Right. Um, but you know, it, I got a lot bigger picture when I look at it from a martial artist point of view. Right. Uh, some something something that I, I picked up on what you said earlier. You said you said hold on to the submission. That's that's a little different than than bringing the submission past a certain point, right? Because um, you you you're talking about you know the context of a a kid's martial arts competition. So, <clears throat> do you think that there's a lot of room for holding on to things and maintaining control, or is that just like a you know. oh, that's probably the martial artist slipping out of me, uh, <laughs> trying yeah. to put it into my kids. Still, yeah. still trying to care about you know my right. partner. Really trying to embrace that as a, 
as a way as the way of life right. um yeah so that that'll probably i know that most of the time it's you know you take it with you mm-hmm. uh, you know that's <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, if, if you can, if you can hold on to it without cranking, even as a, you know, as a combat athlete, um, that's, that's obviously better Then you can wait for the ref and then you can do it slowly. No one has to get hurt, but, uh, you know, especially at the beginning levels, I, I feel like, uh, and, and I guess, I guess the, the, the intermediate levels, you yeah. have people who will tap really early at the beginning levels. People won't tap early out of ignorance. And then at the ending levels, you know, there's just a lot more ego in like the, the black belt matches and the, the MMA matches. And, you know, when there's more on the line, I have a, uh, a kid that's been with me since, since the beginning. Um, I think there is room for all of that. I, I, I've watched I, maybe even when we started the conversation, I'd say there's not, uh, I've watched him, you know, in competition. I'm like, hey, easy with the arm, easy with the arm, easy with the arm. And he right. literally just controls it, yeah. pinches, and then we'll get the finish. Right. Um, I don't know if I can recall many times where he's missed something. Right. And maybe that's just he was doing the right thing, so it worked out the way it was supposed to. Well, but, um, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's uh, and he's trained by you, right? So he's, gonna, he's going yeah. to do all of the things that, that you believe. Yeah. Um, and that, and not, not, uh, not everybody – not everybody's coach is going to be as, you know, uh, cognizant of <laughs> yeah. like, like it's like, at least for me, when I'm competing, I kind of view this person as a stranger that is also a training partner. Uh, but that's because I am really more of a martial artist hobbyist. And I don't really have like aspirations to be, <laughs> to, to be like, I'm, this is, this is for fun. I, I like to do it. I want to get better. You know, I want to, I want to win when I compete, uh, but it's, it's like a, a mind, a mindset thing. Yeah. Some of them guys you go with in competition, it's a different world. Yeah. That, that's their fight. Yeah. Uh, and we laugh as fighters going to a jujitsu competition and, you know, it'll, it's a fight. But I mean, if you're, I can imagine if you're, if you're a, maybe not necessarily a hobbyist, but if you're somebody that wants to compete and this isn't something that you do full time, then maybe that competition you know, in your local hometown is one of the biggest things you've done. So right. like, you get amped up for that. Um, and there are some schools that, that kind of push like, man, the other guy's trying to hurt you. You yeah, know, he's trying to sure. submit you. Yeah. We have, we have guys that, that'll enter, uh, <laughs> enter class and, and it's very clear that they're from a different school because <laughs> it feels like they're going to hurt you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or at least they're, they're willing to, <laughs> um, so let's uh let's look here. Dig through a little bit. Yeah, um we had talked talked about uh so so there's this there's this idea that uh, the person who is being submitted uh they they're the person who knows they're more in danger. Uh do you want to like kind of kind of like start, start yeah. at that point? Yeah. Um uh, most of the time we, we, we hear this from our, from some of our higher level, uh, you know, competitors, but the, their belief is, you know, they, they're working a technique, they're working through emotion, um, you know, and they're just, they're practicing that motion. They're right. given that motion, everything they have. And it's like, you know, you know, you're in danger. You should tap before it gets to like, you know, I'm going through the motion. It's your responsibility uh, to tap it isn't mine i'm just going through the motion and i'm doing the technique whether it's exploding through a kimura 
or whatever, like, oh, if you feel that I have the submission, you should tap. You could tap early. Like, hey, he has it. Um, God, those those same guys, in my experience, also want to be able to apply the submissions, and they get mad if if you don't let them actually apply it. Yeah. So so it's a uh... yeah. Why'd you tap? Well, you were about to tear my shoulder <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. I've done that in competition. Right. Uh, there, there's a there's a guy who I guess regionally. Um, I had the opportunity for about four years to compete a ton with my kids, maybe 250 plus matches. And I got regionally to go with a lot of really good guys. There's a guy in, in the region who, uh, man, when he goes for a leg, anything on your legs, it feels like he's trying to rip your leg off. Right. Yeah. And he pulled and, uh, he just went to slide under for a straight ankle lock and I had a fight maybe three weeks later and I was just competing with my kids that weekend right. and I tapped and he got so mad at me. <laughs> <clears throat> like to the point where when we went up on the podium and I had second, like he said something to me on the podium about it. I was like, listen, man, I, I fight. Like this isn't a fight to me. Right. I, I, I want to protect myself. Right. I want to be able to train. Like I'm going to train tomorrow. Like, yeah, I know you're going to take a couple of days off. Cause this was your big competition yeah, for the yeah. quarter, but like, I'm going to train in the morning. Like I don't, uh, you know, yeah, I, I guess, I guess it's like, there's, there's like three <sighs> tiers, right? You've got like the people who are like, hobbyist, martial artists, like people like me that are doing it for fun. And then you've got the people in the middle that are competitors. They'll like peak for one or two events a year. They take it really seriously. And then you've got, you know, prof professionals, whether they're uh, they're teaching or they're, they're professionally fighting or they're professionally competing. They're looking for sponsorships. So, uh, so, so you, I, I feel like, uh, a lot of the biggest points of tension are from the competitors down to the hobbyists and martial Sorry, artists, right. and then from the competitors up, up to the, you know, the real professionals. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, it, I don't really understand, I guess from a coaching standpoint, I get that. I get that. Hey, no, I, I'm teaching you to finish a technique. I, I get that. Um, but. I can't live by that one. I have to. I have to go the other route. I have to be the one mm -hmm. kind of caring for my partner. Uh, so that's that's that one's big for me. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so I guess um, there there there's even more to consider when it comes to like who actually knows the the danger level, the like the person who's being submitted here. So the the da the danger level thing, right? Um, the person who's being submitted should know, right? All right. So uh, the 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 person who who knows the danger level is supposed to be the person being submitted, but that isn't always the case because God, there there are a lot of places where after five years I I don't necessarily know I'm in danger, and and sure. it, and it's Same here. yeah, and it's <laughs> it's really because um, because you know uh, there's so many different areas in jujitsu to build awareness that i mean there's a reason why it takes 10 plus years to get a black belt yeah. um, because there's a lot of different just just yesterday our instructor said something along those lines he was like yeah. you know in his in his kind of system it's three years to get a blue belt like yeah you've got to really kind of see everything and feel yeah. everything yeah. um but i think that goes to <clears throat> the biggest and speak up if you're in an un, like that goes back to be i guess my favorite train of thought is it's your responsibility right. um you know and, and then later on in the end before we close up i'll talk a little bit about the way i look at it um obviously it'll try to encompass it all but 
you know, being my responsibility to take care of you, um, that it gives me better awareness. Uh, I I have to, you know, I I couldn't imagine not taking care of my partner. This one's weird to me, uh, but it's serious. I had a conversation yesterday with, and he was like, well, man, I'm just trying to drill the move. He was like, you should tap. So I don't, (laughs) it's a weird one. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a touchy thing, especially because there's such like major consequences if you have like a serious mismatch when it comes to (laughs) when it comes to applying submissions because i mean what what we're essentially doing here is we're we're play killing we're play breaking each other's arms we're (laughs) we're play you know choking each other to you know like (laughs) so so uh it. it just really demonstrates to me how important it is to kind of get to know your partner's um, understand their patterns, talk to them so that you can come closer to matching like energy and expectations. Because it seems like where people get hurt is when they have mismatched expectations, right? Like there are people that I know if I'm rolling with them, it's on because if it's not and I'm not matching their energy, I will get hurt. And, uh, if, if I have a choice, I'd rather it be them. <laughs> that goes to, that goes to communication. That's what I was trying to get out, and I kind of got hung up on it. Saying like, just make sure you speak up. Like, look at your partners and be like, hey, you know, <clears throat> I'm whether it's I'm new or before the roles. Hey, I'm new. Hey, I have this uh, this thing yeah. that I'm uncomfortable with. Or when you get to the position, there's nothing wrong. I'm, I've never rolled with somebody where when I spoke up and said something, the role didn't stop and slow down. Right. You know. So even if it's just like. Hey, hey, I want to, I want to, I'm not really sure what to do here. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. That, you know, that goes on to your responsibility to take care of yourself. Like, you know, don't, don't keep your mouth shut and allow something yeah. to happen. You know, you could speak up early and just let them know, hey, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and most of the time, if you give somebody a precursor before a role, like, hey, you know, I've been doing this about a year. I've been doing this a little less than a year. Like, uh, most people understand that. Right. Um, and especially in a jujitsu room. Right. Yeah. Communicate. Make sure you tell. Them. Yeah. If if you know nothing about leg locks, and and speak and somebody instantly. starts starts entangling your legs, you speak up immediately because that's one of the uh, one of one of the places where you could just get completely wrecked and and like you kind of know if you're if you're getting submitted by something that's causing you pain, you have you have like an idea of what of you know, when you should be tapping, but especially for the first few years, like if, if I, I'm, I'm five years in, right. Um, if, if I'm in a leg entanglement, if I, I know like two ways to de detangle the situation. Right. And, and if <laughs> that's three ways, three ways to detangle the situation, if we count the tapping, but, uh, if, if we, if we go off the rails, I'm like, I, I will verbalize tap and then be like, then that usually, you know, we're conditioned to stop when we hear tap. Right. And then we can be like, I can say, Hey, you know, I'm curious about what's going on here. If you feel like, uh, you know, going through it slowly we could do that otherwise you know uh, so can we can we can we go that, yeah. can we go somewhere else where we can maybe both get work um but you know if, if you ask that 
for the love of God, don't 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 just smash the crap out of them. They they just did you a solid by not breaking you, right? So yeah, I guess that that's something we should talk. It, it's your responsibility to understand, especially if we're talking, you know, beginner through blue belt, yeah. you know, kind of. <clears throat> and, and we're not talking about a competitor, somebody who's training for jujitsu. Um, it's something hard to swallow sometimes, but understand that probably everybody you're going with is being gentle. Sure. Um, and they are not going as hard as uh, they're not going as hard as you think they're going. Yeah. Um, Jiu-Jitsu is a, a special, special thing. And there's super levels to it and superpowers uh, that come with it. Um, so understand that if you if you understand that every role you go into like, hey, this guy's probably being easy with me. Yeah. Um that's until the new guy comes in class. When the new white belt comes in class, you'll know. <laughs> new, so, new, new blue belts are worse, though. Yeah, but. <laughs> Let's talk about the new guy, the guy okay, that, that was where you was at six oh, months ago. Okay, right. Okay, yeah, you'll sure. know when that happens, yeah. and you'll be able to turn it up, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> you'll be able to have fun and, and try some moves. But you know, understand uh, jujitsu. Like we said, it's a long journey. You know, for that first couple, of years, you're mostly learning to protect yourself. I think right. the most growth now, I, maybe eight years, eight years, not, eight years now. I've been doing jujitsu, and seven of us been pretty, pretty much full time. Doing right. jujitsu with with a instructor that you know six seven classes a day sometimes, right. um, yeah. you know, and it, I think what what allows me to grow the most now is the fact that I paid attention my responsibility to protect myself from day one and how to survive in every little position, whether it was literally by saying, "Hey, stop, let me fill this out." Okay, I see what that is. All right, and work my work my way through it. And right. I, yeah. That might be one of my that might be one of my jujitsu superpowers right now. Yeah, you're, you're, I can get out of everything. That's, that's, that's but, definitely <laughs> a strength. <laughs> it's a strength. Yeah. Uh, so, like, we can even go like a step further from the uh, you know we we've been talking mostly about finishing submissions and and that kind of thing, but uh, there's also like a a responsibility that you need to take for yourself when it comes to being as. Uh, uninjurable as possible and uh, that that means you know being in shape so that if you're in a in a compromised situation you're not too gassed to to, having general fitness general fitness you know general enough mobility to not get injured in like you know super poor mobility situations like er earlier like earlier we were talking about one of our training partners in which you can't even really lock up the americana grip or else you know they get they get submitted like uh if you can do something about that and most of the time you can at least improve it you have to this is where the martial art inside martial artist inside of me comes out and you know you found jujitsu uh and and you're using jujitsu as a hobby um you know but man dig dig into it um you know use it as a as a tool to get better in your life uh you know to improve other places like okay I can do a little general fitness workout on my own. You know, I can, I need to be, if I'm not getting better, then it's getting worse. It never sits still. So, you know, make that, make your, with your jujitsu journey part of, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I'm in, I've got good general fitness. You know, I'm going to work on my mobility on a, on a regular routine. Um, You know, I'm going to improve my mobility, not just work on it. I'm going to improve my mobility. There's a lot of stuff out there. Um, For sure all over YouTube, all over the internet, you know, just courses you can take to, to get better at your mobility, flexibility. Mm-hmm. You have to get better. Um, recovery. I think that's something that <laughs> everyone ignores this. 
Uh, his, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, especially sleep. <laughs> Every, everyone ignores sleep. That's probably the most uh, yeah. slept on <laughs> way way of like making sure that you stay healthy. That yeah. that's like it gets into so many things. It it gets into the you know the weight loss. It keeps your hormones your in order. Man. Yeah, it's, like uh. For sure. Yeah, and and uh, I promise you, you can make some time in your schedule to sleep yeah. enough, because uh, there, there's there's some like crazy statistic that I found fascinating. It was like if if the average American gets one extra hour of sleep, it makes them more happy than having an extra seventy thousand dollars a year. Holy cow. So, so, and, and I can, I can understand that. Like you, you go, you go from, for me, the magical break point is, uh, you know, six hours of sleep to seven hours of sleep is enormous for me. Like I wake up feeling like very mentally sharp, like my, my physical ability to recover is just so much better. But yeah, like, like take care of your recovery, yep. uh, build, build enough basic strength to where you're not going to get tweaked for no reason. Um, you need yeah. to, you need to be able to, it, the, like, you don't need to be able to move other people's bodies with strength, um, but you do need to be able to move your body yeah. with through, strength. Yeah, through, through right? a range of motion. Yeah. And I guess while we're beating the horse, man, the, nutrition plays a role. Like, yeah. I, I've, I, I know guys that they're doing it for a hobby. They work the job all day. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess uh, in normal life, you don't need water. <laughs> but they cramp up, you yeah. know, 20, 30 minutes into the yeah. workout and you, you can't even get through the class because yeah. you're cramping up and not that you could have stopped by the gas station on the way here, yeah. you know, and got some water or, you know, but you know how you got to hydrate if you're, especially if you're just picking this up as a hobby, you don't want your hobby to take away from yeah, the other have, days you of your life. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, you cramp up yeah. and you're dehydrated your next day you're gonna be groggy you're gonna have headaches yeah for sure yeah, yeah if if you if you don't take care of your hydration it's like you're uh, you're waking up hungover and like so so why do that to yourself yeah, no, like you're you're trying to exercise and be healthy at least you know it's a part of it and if you don't you don't take care of your recovery your water it's just you're you're ending up in like a bad situation yeah, it's putting you behind and everything yeah, yeah. so uh uh, do you have any other points written down? Um, yeah, I guess there are some things, you know, a lot of times when you, when we look at beginners, uh, and a lot of times when we look at beginners and, you know, uh, in, in your first year or so, uh, there's a stage where you'll go through where maybe you're going a little hard. Yeah. Maybe you're grabbing a little hard. Maybe you're moving a little fast. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, and it makes the higher, maybe the, the, the I mean, I don't want to say higher belt level. The the more knowledgeable guy have to do things slightly different. Yeah. So, uh, you know that that was one of one of my notes that I wrote down. I want to make sure because that's that's a conversation I have with our white belts. You know, all yeah. the time. You've been you've sat there when I've had those conversations. Yeah. Like, hey, we just gotta. I, I think the reason why your arm hurt in that arm bar is because when he grabbed it, you spun really hard and turned. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he meant to do that. He I think he even tried to let it go. Yeah. You know, so I've had those type of conversations. Um. So you know maybe. So, you know, slowing it down is never, no, again, if you're getting ready for a competition, obviously that changes it, yeah. but slowing it down, communicating those things, uh, they're worth their weight in gold. Um, no, I just want to make sure you talk, you know, ask your partners, like, it's good to know that when you go with this guy, 
I think yesterday before you rolled with them, I was like, hey, remember, it's it's your responsibility, not his. <laughs> yeah, but at least yeah. we knew that, though, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I, we knew that's one of the guys that, hey, he's clear. Like, hey, it's it's the other person's responsibility. So I, I we giggled. We laughed. Yeah. He laughed about it, too. Yeah. yeah. But he he said, yeah, yeah, yeah protect yourself. Like, yeah, that's, sure. that's him. Sure. Um, so I think that's that's really big. Yeah. Uh, for so for for I guess for anybody listening that's uh, that might be newer and might be concerned about like grabbing people the wrong way. Am I am I spazzing out? Am I using too much strength? Um, if you if your body is feeling very tense um, when you're doing a movement, especially if you're in like one of those uh, situations where you're with somebody who's not you know, gunning for you. Like they, they shouldn't be, you know, but you know, some places they do. If they're not gunning for you, it's it's more supposed to be a give and take and uh, a learning exercise. And um, like you're you're gonna get that with experienced guys, upper belts, whatever. They you they're not typically getting a huge amount of work <laughs> out of you. So so the the thing that, you know, good good training partners do that are more experienced is they they let you move. They let you learn. Like I, I try to make sure that we have a lot of gross motion going on. If it's somebody who's like clearly very new, yeah, um, that's what so, we're working on right yeah, now, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, so we we do we do gross motion. We keep things moving. Like and occasionally, you know, that's that's how an upper belt will learn something with someone newer. Like, oh, okay, let me see if this works. Better believe it. That's but, uh, yeah. My... So so like if if you're feeling really tense, like. You're, you're like, you could like feel it in your back or something like, or, or you're like, you're, you're like gassing out really early. It's, it's because you might be using more than you actually have to. Yeah. yeah so definitely. I, yeah. a lot of time, the parameter there too, it, if your partner, uh, if you feel as if your partner is being a little rough with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might, that might be. <laughs> A reflection that it, it, it probably is, <laughs> yeah. um, it, you know, and I, and I know that, uh, I specifically, you know, I, I, I have a rule and I don't know, make sure I don't get too far, um, off. I have a rule of, uh, 50, 50 rule. And I talk about it all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that just trying to barely win stuff back and forth. Um, so I, it's, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so like Leah, when you, when you've talked about it before with me, the, the 50, 50 rule, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, there's there's a teeter point in all kinds of like movements and techniques, and uh, it's just finding that teeter point and then playing back and forth across it. And that's it's really one of the the coolest ways that I've heard about uh, people getting work with people who are you know less skilled, yeah, I'm... or or like less less uh you know, physically capable than you or whatever, yep. like well, smaller me, guys. Whatever. I'd say me yeah. being a bigger guy, that's where most of my, um, you know, right now I, my kid that I talked about earlier, he may be my best role to learn things from. And it's just because we're both kind of under the same understanding. Well, I think, you know, I coach yeah. him, so that's good. Yeah. But like, you know, we're both just working through those gross movements. And so, so this, this, the, uh, you're, you're talking about the 15 year old kid. Uh, yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I just, I just want to give people context. Like, like it, this, this is a teen, <laughs> this is a teenager. Yeah. 15 uh, year old, hundred, 145 pound, <laughs> yeah. uh, 15 year old. Yeah. And, and he's, he's phenomenal. He's very creative. He's able to like move in a very, very impressive way. 
yeah. but yeah, it's I just really I just wanted to give people context. It's not it's not sure. it's not like a nine year old. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't you don't get good work from nine year olds. But yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, I, I think I just wanted to make sure I, I kind of shared the way that I do things. Um, and, and I kind of wrote the note, but I just want to make sure that I, I think it's my responsibility and your responsibility. So I take that into account both ways. Um, and if I, as long as I make a genuine effort, um, to protect myself and to protect my partner, um, usually that's reflected. Um, there there hasn't been many times, maybe one time, maybe one time in my entire jujitsu career, um, or whatever jujitsu journey from the day I started. And I've been around fighting jujitsu gyms one time. Have I ever not received the energy that I gave? Right. Um, you know, not one, every single time I I try to make it my responsibility to protect me and you Mm -hmm. and one time, and I can tell you exactly how it happened. I think I may even talked about it. The, there was a guy, he, he came back in our gym the other day. He'd been gone for a long time, and I fought him early in the career. Uh, fought, fought him in MMA. I fought him in MMA as an amateur. Um, his coach made it a really bad deal. You know, it's a local just chirping. Um, he ended up getting injured. Um, and then he came back maybe a year and a half, maybe two years later way bigger, way stronger, wanted to take some of our jiu-jitsu classes. And um, he pretty much tried to fight me during a jiu-jitsu class. Uh, but other than that one time, and, I, and I've had, I don't, know, I don't even know if I could give a number it's that a, would make it's sense. It's a huge, huge statistical thing. Gosh, right? yeah, it's like unreal. Thousands. Thousands, ten thousands of, yeah. of, of roles yeah. um, and never got reverb the opposite. Yeah. Um, you know, thankfully, I have been able to handle myself, those type of things. But I haven't had to stop you know that was the one person that i've had to stop Um, right so i think i think that's that's kind of the key there is you know really make it your responsibility to protect you and your partner um you know in every facet like uh, but that's looking at it from a martial arts standpoint like i'm trying to get better at every aspect of this subject um thankfully i don't uh i'm talking to one of our blue belts right now uh or Sorry, he he's, he would love that I called him a blue belt. Yeah, he he he, he wishes he he's was a really blue belt. <laughs> yeah. But I told him like he, he said something. Like, okay, let's talk about it. In the last yeah. year, how many people have you walked the line of hurting? And yeah, I said everyone. Yeah, yeah. I think I think <laughs> he you know we walked through like three or four. Yeah. And it started with none, and once I reminded and reminded, you oh, know, this, so we this, we stopped at how, four. How, did, did, are we counting the two times he's popped my shoulder? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I count I count same person as one. Okay. Because I was just proving what's okay. Yeah, so. Right. Now listen to this. I've done this this much longer than you. I've done it this many more times than you probably. Probably twice as much as you now. And I probably have four times as much mat time. Guess how many people I've hurt? One. And it was the guy that tried to injure me during a class and he would not stop. Yeah. He wanted to fight. Yeah. It turned into the whole class had to stop because he wouldn't stop. Yeah. I submitted him. I choked him. I choked him. I choked him. And as soon as he would tap, he would come back at me harder. Right. So uh, he did not stop until his arm was about to break. But other than that, all the other roles yeah, yeah. never hurt anybody. Yeah. So, so like when I told him that, he just kind of looked at me. He was like, oh, "Man, I get it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So make it your responsibility to protect you and your partner. I think yeah. that's the, the that's that's key. definitely like the the most. <laughs> it's the the safest, most socially acceptable way. It's going to make it so that um, people trust you more. 
you'll you'll get you'll get access to you know better training partners way more roles everybody yeah. loves to roll with me because i don't you don't, you don't have to worry yeah. about me fucking hurting you. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> you get, you, to, they know that you can, you can, you can literally. They take their wall down. That's something yeah. I, I joked for a while with uh, my, my manager about it, like the chase effect. But no, it was just the fact that I was really yeah. polite with everybody. And I, everybody will roll with me. Everybody yeah. has fun rolling. We don't get hurt. Like, yeah. protect yourself. Protect your partner. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely the best rule. Uh, you're going to get more out of training. It's going to be more fun in general if everybody trusts you and everybody enjoys being around you. I mean, having having a good social environment when you're doing your hobby, it's, it's much, it's is, much is better. It's, <laughs> it's much better than an antagonistic gym. I've walked into a few of those and I just like walked right back out. I was like, this isn't for me. <laughs> you know, like... Like I, I don't really think that in a something that's so feel based that uh, an iron sharpens iron approach um, is necessarily right for the majority of people. Not not with like I can understand why that would be the case in something a little bit more. Um, like but what a, but what is hard though? What is iron? Yeah. It's doing things the right way. It's following the right. It's not hard to barrel through somebody. It's not hard to hurt somebody. Yeah, so it's so, completely hard yeah. to do the other. That's real iron. Yeah. Iron's not. Well, that's fucking... that's the real effective way to train. But uh, the, I mean, I guess the kind of people who say iron sharpens yeah, iron. That's what are, I mean. Though it's I like would argue with grindy. every one of them. Iron sharpens iron. No, that's the. Yeah. It's the hard things is iron. Like that's not like I. Yeah. I've been around a few people in my life who've been able to we push each other in the hard ways, right. and that's real iron. Not. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) No, most of the time when people refer to iron on iron, they're talking about clashing. They're talking about really big. Exactly. That's what I was saying. People think that, right? But but I don't think that that the the clashing is necessary. Like that's that's really what I was trying to get at. Um, And you've got you've got like gyms that like pride themselves on being tough, and um, and while they might be tough, you're going to have like a lot of churn. People are going to drop out because it's not. It's not friendly. People will will not be willing to try new things to add to their their most, skill set. Most tough only breeds like a service level tough, yeah. so they're really tough until they're not tough at no, all. Yeah, you're not very tough with a broken elbow. Yeah, they're really um, tough until they're not tough. So I guess there's just one last point I want to uh, to bring up, and it's like I want to look at it from from the viewpoint of you know, a, a hobbyist or a martial artist, which I kind of, I kind of see those as the same thing. They're not, oop. oops. <laughs> so, I think that means you got to close up. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I, st- I still want to, I still want to yeah. hit this point. Real Sweet. Quick. Awesome. So we got, um, I want to look at it from the, the viewpoint of like the hobbyist or martial artists, which are kind of like the same. Mm-hmm. And then we've got, you know, the competitors and then the, the pro fighters. So the question is, do we have a responsibility to let our partner get to the finish on submissions? It's kind of related. And, uh, you know, there's, there's yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. But only if you understand, if you are familiar with that position. So like the first time I go, crazy kimura on you and you don't really know what it is i understand you tap early 
But once I look at you, hey, man, look, let me show you what this is. You're okay. You're okay all the way to this point. And I promise I'm not going to take you past that point. But I need to find this point, and you don't have to freak out unless I find this point. And I want to make sure I'll break down and show that to you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, for sure. So that's, that's, that's from the viewpoint of with somebody who's very experienced. Chase is very experienced. He's a pro fighter. Um, so what, what concerns you need to know where the point is too for for your journey. I need you to learn that spot too. Like, Hey, you're not in trouble. You're not, I understand you freaked a little bit at the beginning, but you're not in trouble until this right here happens. Yeah. But the contextually, this is with Chase. He's talking about with, with him. Right. Yeah, so I'm, sorry, I am talking. Yeah. And, and Chase is, Chase is an <laughs> excellent training partner. He's very responsible. You hear the way he, he talks about wanting to protect people. Yeah, um, but if you're with people you don't know, or if you're like, especially at the be- the beginning levels, right. Are we supposed to, are, as a beginner, do you really have a, a need to let people finish submissions? Cause like, like I, I feel like this is this is pretty. It's a tough question. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, if you're if you're in the wrong gym environment, you get hurt. If if you're with the wrong training partner, you get hurt. Especially because if you're not inside this beautiful world I have in my head, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that everybody is, yeah. is that way. Yeah, but. and 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 you know we like the you talked about um, our training partner earlier who who has a habit of of uh, you know. He he hurts people, but but it's always on accident, yeah, or by accident or whatever. So, I I personally feel like yeah, every every time he he has a look in his face like fuck, I'm, yeah, he does. He uh, didn't, you can feel he, the empathy, like he's yeah, like, oh, I didn't know. He feels bad, and yeah, he, he really, and he's really not feels bad. he's not he's not like I got to bad enough to change his thought though. But yeah, yeah, we're we're work, <laughs> we're working on him. Um, well, Chase is working on hard, him. very hard. Yeah. Um, but I actually think that for most people that are hobbyists, which is the vast majority of jujitsu, honestly, like, yeah, like the vast majority, we get, they should, they should probably like not, not let the, the submission finishes happen. At least not with, not with people who are, are like equal level be- beginners. I guess whatever. I'm thinking of it from a, and, and our gym has a, has a very, very interesting culture. And I hope that in the next couple of years, we'll really be able to put that out. But like you get super value and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you get super value out of having the ability to help these really good fighters. Correct. Right. Oh yeah. It gives you a completely different feel. Okay. So, so, so we, I, I have to remember when we, when we talk about this stuff in our podcast, Look at not jujitsu as our bubble. Yeah, it's a different bubble. It's, it's, it's a very, such it's a very different, different bubble. Very I had different. To, it's funny when some of these comments, like, you bring up the facts about the. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like, man, I'm so glad we vet people. Yeah, we saying. we like at 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 this at this at the place we train. There's like a, a vetting process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So at the at the gym at the gym we train at. We we have the head coach meets everybody. They 
he he uh he like forces them to to write an email <laughs> which i find personally hilarious and everybody does it and and it and everyone has to do it and i think that it's it's a, it's it's a genius filter because like the people who are likely to be like rude and irresponsible do not want to write an it's email it's awesome. <laughs> awesome it's really but yeah there's really... There, yeah there's a multiple filtering process and that is a that is a freaking awesome way to filter people out yeah because we, we, we really genuinely, like when somebody new comes in, we're excited. Yeah. Yeah. We know it's somebody else. It's a, a spe- <laughs> what's this guy do? Yeah. Or what's this girl yeah. do? They oh, oh, she runs her own school or, you know, right. it's, it's crazy yeah. the type of people. So yeah. we, we have a different bubble and I got to make sure we, yeah I look at it from yeah. there. And, and I, I would say that like, like most jujitsu schools are not doing incredibly well. Uh, like they're, they're, they're. If if it's like a small jujitsu school, they can't really afford to to turn away, you know, paying students. Yeah, yeah. So they can't they can't do this big filter on the culture. Yeah. So I think that in okay. general, in general, I would say, I would say, uh, tap really early at the beginning until you know kind of real real till you really know what's going on because like everybody's got different tipping points in submissions and uh like you're not going to even know a lot of submissions for i run into things i don't understand all the time still yeah and you know i'm five years in yeah i've been been doing it pretty consistently people people make changes to everything too so yeah so, Tempted. so like, but you'll eventually develop enough body awareness to like, and, and awareness of your training partners to, to know when it's appropriate. Yeah. Now, now some, like something to add to that is if you have a very trusted training partner or set of training partners, then yeah, let it, let it happen. Um, especially well, in that case, ask them yeah. to help you through those. Like yeah, you can sure. learn, like, I, I'm like, Hey, let me feel, let me feel, let me feel, uh, Okay, tap. All right, I know where that's at. Yeah, exactly. Right, perfect. That's that's so. So yes, uh, in general, don't worry about letting them finish submissions. You want you want to stay healthy enough to keep training for long enough to develop the the awareness to be able yeah. to to spot it from far enough away that you can let submission attempts happen and have it not cause issues for yourself. Right. So uh, so yeah. To, and and focus on trying to develop some some real real like uh energy flow and friendship between like your main train yourself and your main training partners because then you get to you get to work on late escapes you get to work on finishing submissions and it can be very safe during that role with that particular person and and that's you know that's a part of jujitsu and i it kind of gets ignored um no, and it shouldn't be because it's it's a very it's probably one of the most important parts of jujitsu, you know. And uh, yeah, but yeah, just kind of like start out tapping really, really early. Get get to know your training partners, understand who you can trust, who you can't, and then let your skill set and awareness develop to the point where you know you can you can actually play in those yeah. play in those end game spots, you know. Yeah. That's it. So, all right. So, uh, well, uh, thank you for listening or watching yeah, yeah. or whatever. Uh, this was this is the end of the second episode of the Jujitsu Junction podcast. So, all right. Cool. cool. All right. See thank you. Later. you.